Washburn here. And that moment we've been waiting for has finally fucking arrived. Bossy Power Bottom Wear is now officially live on RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com for purchase. Bossy Power Bottom Wear. The gay lifestyle and clothing line that unapologetically describes what it means to live your best gay life and show others through your clothing that you bottom like a boss. Want to know more? Go to RonnieWashburn.com now. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with bossy power bottom wear. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. is brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. So what is your favorite thing that you've ever heard come out of this show? No, really, I just want to know, like, what is it that you love most about this show? Like, what's your favorite episode? What moments do you like the best? Give me a call at the official My Gay Expose podcast hotline and tell me what you think. So here's the thing. It's been three years. Three years, you guys, since my gay expose podcast's debut. And as I sit here literally just off the cusp of that three-year mark, and even though I've deleted many of the older episodes for obvious fucking reasons, uh, because I was so fucking green and I didn't really know what I was doing, and I've grown and learned and developed and created this show that has just transformed into that top 100 best LGBTQ plus podcasts of all time moment for myself in this world. And I couldn't be more proud. But here's the thing. The bigger the show gets, the more new listeners we receive each and every week. And so, you know, I've been getting some messages lately where people are just sort of a little confused about some of the things that I repetitively bring up on the show. And so since we're sitting here in that moment where I am currently ranked that 14 of the top 100 best, I decided to recap the top 10 highest performing episodes in my gay expose podcast history and get all of you new listeners and even some of you veterans out there all the reasons why the top 10 reasons why my gay expose podcast is that 14 of the top 100 best so sit back relax put on that condom or pop your prep pill and let's explore the entire notion of what it means to have a deep throat masterclass talk about the positive in HIV and wonder if sex with a porn star really is or isn't porn star sex 
being a prime pristine popper sommelier, opening your back door to boys in open relationships, opening up a DM full of dick pics, not judging a cock by its foreskin, and that bootyful truth about dirty butt sex, the pink dick challenge, and that hot jock top energy. And I'm gonna go from 10 to one and give you all of those reasons why. My Gay Expose podcast is a thing in this moment. You are now listening to My Gay Expose Podcast, a show that unperfectly describes what it's like when life has you fucked in the head while being fucked from behind. I'm Ronnie Washburn, a writer, LGBTQ plus community activist, self-proclaimed, messy, loudmouthed, and somewhat semi-passable podcast host. Popper sommelier, porn star, fluffer in training, and local San Francisco bossy power bottom that just so happens to be on the left of you on your grinder grid. And this is My Gay Expose Podcast. Ronnie Washburn here. And welcome back to the show that really just gives you 10 specific reasons that you should listen to this show each and every week. My Gay Expose podcast. And on this week's expose, we explore all top 10 best moments, best exposes, best episodes of all time. I'm going to recap all 10 of the top performing exposes in My Gay Expose podcast history. And the reasons why I think that these specific episodes are the top 10 and have been dominating at that top 10 list. And in certain situations, I'm not really understanding why some of these are at the level that they're at in regards to all the plays and listens and streams, etc. I just don't get it. But I will give you my take as we go along with each one from 10 to number one. And I'll give you like a just a brief overview of how I feel about it, all the reasons why you should go back in and listen to the entire expose. And then I'm going to segue with each intro that I play in the beginning part of each of these exposes to just sort of hook you in and give you a reason why you should go back into the archives and re-listen through all top 10 of these My Gay Expose podcast masterpieces this week. <laughs> so buckle up and get ready for a good fucking time. No re-expose and no your gay expose this week. Let's just get those top 10 best moments in my gay expose podcast history now. All right, you guys, listen, I wanted to take this quick time out to ask you for a huge favor. I need all of you right now in this moment to go over to Apple Podcasts and click five stars. This helps 
us in the podcast world out so much more than you will ever know. It actually gets us to that trajectory that we're actually already on our way to just a little bit faster. And it makes things start happening. I really just need your help. Please, if you wouldn't mind, just go to Apple Podcasts, click five stars. And if you don't want to click five stars, just, well, keep that click to yourself. (laughs) But you can also rate five stars on Spotify too. So wherever you listen to your podcasts, please, I need your help. Click five stars and allow my gay expose podcast to get to that next best thing. up, we've got the 10th most listened to expose in my gay expose podcast history, the Deep Throat Master Class. Now, just so you all know, this episode was recorded on June 8th of 2023, and it's currently sitting at 1,974 total plays and just like two days ago, in fact, entered into the top 10 list. Uh, you know, making it one of the most celebrated, uh, listened to. Obviously, it's because we're talking about deep throating. And I don't know if it's because you just want to know how to deep throat or whether you just want to hear my take on what it means to deep throat. But the premise of this expose was simply to give my personal opinion on five specific techniques on how to take that dick all the way down to the back of your throat and get your lips all the way to the base, based on like, a 10-inch cock, for example. And those five tips, I know, have been my saving grace when it comes to that like gigantic dick that just happens to pop out of the pants when you go over to that hot jock tops that you've been eyeing on your grinder grid for weeks and you have no idea that his dick's that big and you weren't really prepared. So these tips, they just come in handy when they need to be there in those moments. And so let me just play for you the little intro snippet that I did, and hopefully this hooks you in to go back through and listen to the 10th most listened to expose of all time, the Deep Throat Master Class. The year was 2010. And I remember that year because, well, I'll never forget that moment as long as I live. And really, it was the very first time that I had ever seen anything like that in my entire life. As I walked into the guy's house, and by the way, keep in mind, back in this time frame, I was just brand new, newly out, and Grinder was just just shy of a year old. And we were all kind of trying to figure out that Grinder hookup journey. And in this time frame, I was really kind of in a space where I was like blowing pretty much everything else in my life off just to get that grinder hookup. And as I walked into this guy's place before my restaurant shift, knowing full on that this guy only wanted me to blow him before that he himself went into the office, I got on my knees as he commanded and as he dropped his pants, my jaw dropped to the floor. It was that moment That moment 
That actually reminds me that it was the year 2010 because this was the first time up to this point that I had ever seen anything like it. You guys, the dick was huge, gigantic, monster cock, baby forearm, BBC, the biggest dick I'd ever seen in my life, like all the names, big dick energy, all of it. I was all there in that moment. And in that moment, I thought to myself, oh my God, how am I ever going to blow this huge dick? So as I started to go in and suck his cock, he kind of wasn't really making any noise and being very silent. And then suddenly he grabbed my chin, pulled me off his dick and said, hey, I kind of want to show you something. Let me show you how to deep throat this huge cock. And you guys, the rest is fucking history because at this point, the guy could, I guess, tell that I didn't really know what I was doing. And when he showed me these five specific techniques on how to actually properly deep throat that dick, I am so fucking proud to say that in that moment, that historic moment in my life, I, for the very first time, deep-throated that monster cock. And now, now I feel like I can teach a full-on fucking masterclass on all the reasons why you should be taking that dick all the way down to the back of your throat, down to the guy's base. So sit back, relax, put on that condom, or pop your prep pill, and let's get that dick as deep down into your throat as we possibly can always to the base and let me tell you all the reasons how or why you should be deep throating that big cock Next up, we've got the ninth most listened to expose of all time. And you guys, I'm so proud of this one because this isn't really like dicks and ass topics of conversation that we normally cover on this show. This is actually a little bit more of a serious topic and one that I'm super passionate about. And I'm so grateful and thankful that this got your attention and created that moment where it is currently ranked ninth on the top 10 list. And it was recorded and aired April 13th of 2023, and it's currently sitting at 1,984 total plays, listens, streams, etc. And it's none other than the positive in HIV. And really, this expose is just my personal passion for the HIV and AIDS advocacy causes that I've decided to be a part of. And just the, I, the entire idea and notion that that this virus affects my community so significantly. And because the government doesn't want to fucking talk about it, well, that's exactly why I plan on doing just that. Despite how unpopular this topic is, I'm still going to talk about it and create this just plethora of awareness to anyone that listens to this show as often as I can. So that being said, let's just hop right in. This is the intro to... The positive in HIV. As I looked at the expression on his face after he just sat there in that bar on that day and revealed the biggest news 
up to this point in my life that I had ever received from a friend. I, I, I couldn't believe that his expression just continued to be blank. He continued to laugh and joke, and it sort of seemed like this news that he had just laid on me didn't really seem to affect him. I don't really know if this was like his coping mechanism for the huge news that he had just shared with me in that moment at that bar. And maybe he was just trying to cover up with some jokes and some laughter and some happy moments instead of what he really felt in that moment. But then as I continued to look at him in the face and listen to him and as the words that were coming out of his mouth just sort of became white noise in the background and I honed in on his face and thought to myself in my mind, wow, this is life changing, life altering news. I can't believe that he's just so cavalier and nonchalant and just so casual about his like reaction to this news that he decided to share with me in that moment. And it's just so crazy that it's not the opposite effect, that he's not devastated, that he's not upset, that he's not feeling a little emotional. I just couldn't really figure any of it out. But you guys, in this moment, and as I was brand new to San Francisco, I realized that my friend sitting across that bar stool from me in that bar in that moment was sharing with me for the first time that he was newly diagnosed as HIV positive. And I still could not believe that his reaction was not what I expected it to be. And little did I know that this would not be the first person that I would meet in my life that would come to me with the news of them becoming positive from HIV. So sit back, relax, put on that condom or pop your prep pill. And let's talk all about this one topic of conversation that this fucking country just really wishes they could sweep under the rug, ignore, and pretend like is not just looming over all of our heads all over the fucking world. And I want to talk to you about all the positive things that I have come to learn over the course of my San Francisco reign in regards to HIV and AIDS. On the top 10 most listened to My Gay Expose podcast episodes of all time is none other than, is sex with a porn star really porn star sex? An expose that was recorded and aired on April 27th of 2023 and is currently sitting at 2001. Total plays, listens, and streams. And obviously this one makes sense that it's in the top 10. It's all about porn, my love for porn, having sex with a porn star, getting to know an, another individual who was a porn star, and just my personal experience dabbling in the porn world myself is revealed in this specific expose. So when you get the opportunity, go back through to Is Sex with a Porn Star really porn star sex and listen along to the eighth most listened to expose of all time.
was 2013. And it was the first time that, at the time, I was about to meet all of my ex-husband's closest friends. Now, you guys, we weren't ex-husbands then. We hadn't even gotten married at the time. But, I mean, he's now my ex-husband, so that's why... I just don't want to confuse anybody on a timeline since apparently now, these days, I'm being called out on timelines, Dorinda Kenny. (laughs) But basically, as we walked to meet the rest of the group for the dinner, he sort of gave me an overview on each and every one of the friends that I was about to meet for the very first time. And, you know, I didn't really understand why he was giving me an overview on each member until we got to the very last one. And then it all made sense. He was trying to prepare me for the fact that one of the friends of his that we were about to meet was actually someone who had dabbled for several years in the porn world. And you guys, this was pre-OnlyFans. So back then, it was only production style and there was no other option unless you somehow were able to find some sort of something on like Tumblr or uh, I'm just going to shut the fuck up because I'm like aging myself right now. But that being said, as I sat there at that table at that dinner and watched this guy who I had been prepared to understand used to be in porn, I kind of looked over at him and kind of looked sideways tried to cover one of my eyes, squint a little bit. I I didn't really get it. He wasn't very attractive. He was actually kind of a fun personality, but porn? I just didn't see it. I didn't understand it. I didn't know why this was the person out of all the people sitting at this table was the one who was in porn. So, you know, that being said, we had a great dinner. We went out to a couple of bars afterwards. And as my then ex-husband or husband or fiance or whatever the fuck he actually was as we went home and he passed out and I was just you know laying in bed wide awake just with my mind rolling about how this guy could actually be in porn I decided to search him out seek him out and see what all the fuss was all about and of course you guys It was when he was much younger and there were several movies. And while it was like the twink style, like licking a big giant lollipop while I'm getting fucked kind of porn that I'm really not into, I realized the biggest reason why this guy was in porn was, well, because he had the biggest dick that I had ever seen. And his twink-like frame, it just didn't really fit. And I was mesmerized. And if I had a dime, for how many times I jerked off to every single one of the movies that this individual had out in the world today, I would be so rich that I wouldn't have to work to this very day. And I wasn't even into him or the style of porn. It made no sense. But I think it had something to do with me meeting him and getting to know him. And well, the rest is a jerk off history. So sit back, relax. Put on that condom or pop your prep pill. And let's explore the entire notion of what it means to actually have sex with a porn star. Not this one, you guys, just for the record, but a completely different one. Like an actual hot 
porn star and then walk home doing that gay walk of shame and ask yourself the question, is sex with a porn star really porn star sex? most listened to expose in my gay expose podcast history is none other uh, another one that I'm so proud of and you know this kind of shit that just comes to my mind is exactly why I do this type of shit on this show this is why this show is here to do stupid shit that nobody else will ever think of like this and it's none other than Pupper's sommelier and as you all might know I am like very obsessed with poppers, almost to a very unhealthy place. But, you know, I walked into a sex store and I just looked at the clerk and I said, listen, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I need 10 different bottles of poppers of varying brands. And I don't need you to ask any questions. I just need you to pick 10 out. I have like four specifically that I need to revisit and let's just call it a day. And he just looked at me like I was fucking crazy. But also, I hit all 10 bottles of those poppers live on the show and rated them on a sex scale from 1 to 10. And I have to say, I ended that expose as high as a motherfucking kite. And I would do it all over again. (laughs) And probably will. (laughs) But the expose itself was recorded on February 16th, 2023, and is currently sitting at 2,000 and 67 total plays, listens, and streams. So let's just get into the intro to Pupper's Sommelier, the seventh most listened to expose of all time. Chances are that if you listen along to this show, then you know that I have a very un- healthy, and almost obsessive relationship with none other than poppers. I mean, truthfully, I've mentioned poppers more times on this show, really, than I think anything else at all, including dicks. And honestly, if you were to ask me anything remotely related to any subject matter that's poppers adjacent, I would be fully confident in knowing that the information that would spew out of my mouth following would be almost pristine enough to be considered fact. But also, speaking of pristine, I do consider myself a popper sommelier. And honestly, I could tell you anything in regards to what's the best, what's the worst, potency for tops, for bottoms, ones to steer clear of, ones that you could get in secret. I have all the tea in regards to anything that you need to know about poppers. But if you remember in season one of my gay expose podcast, I did an episode entitled Poppers Burns where I took five of my favorite brands of poppers and hit them live on the show and rated them on a sex scale from one to ten, letting you know what I felt about each one. But here's the thing, you guys. When I did it way back then, not only was the episode terrible because it was season one, but also the bottles were old and used and some of them like weeks old and the potency was just not there. So I decided this week to take those same five brands of poppers and buy brand new 
bottles that are unopened and reevaluate them just to see if those scores that I rated last episode were accurate enough. And in addition, I decided to grab five more other brands of poppers and really just give you my take from the sex scale of one to 10 and let you know about what you need to know. When you walk into that sex store and the guy asks you which brand you want and you have no idea what to say. So sit back, relax, put on that condom or pop your prep pill and take the biggest of hits before you take the biggest of dicks. And let's evaluate the wonderful world of poppers. Number six of the top 10 most listened to exposés of all time is none other than opening your back door to boys in open relationships. Recorded on November 3rd of 2022, I actually think this is the oldest expose on this list. Surprisingly, most of the newer exposés have just really been outperforming everything else lately. I'm guessing it's because of the subject matter, but the fact that this one's still, you know, dominating, sitting at number six, it really just goes to show that all of you out there want to know more about what it means to live in a city where literally every other person is in their own open relationship and how we all have to like maneuver through that fucked up journey and just all the different types of relationships involved, polyamorous, monogamy, all of it. We talk about every single possible relationship that you could have in the city. It's in this expose. And, you know, honestly, probably one of my favorite in the archives of all time, but also something that I felt everybody really just needs to know that this is one of those struggles that in big cities, especially we have to deal with on a regular basis. So here's the intro for opening your back door to boys in open relationships. The sixth most listened to expose of all time. The year was 2010. I don't even think I'd been out of the closet for even a year yet up to this point. And I was still really trying to figure out who I was myself as a gay man and maneuvering through gay sex apps, all of it, and just not really knowing what was next. And as we all know, when you're first introduced to the gay world, Grinder is just one of those slippery slopes that you just find yourself Suddenly hopping from dick after dick after dick after dick. And sometimes you sit back and wonder, will I ever find a boyfriend one day? But right before I actually did find my first boyfriend in this Sacramento time frame, I stumbled upon a random hookup on Grinder. And truth be told, I don't even know what his real first name was. I think when I talked about him to my friends, I referenced him as Mr. Good Fuck. And I called him that because he really was one of the best fucks up to that moment in my life that I had ever had. And I think the reason why I was so into him was because, well, I couldn't have him because he was in a relationship. And this was the first time in my life that I had ever experienced any gay that claimed to have 
an open relationship. You guys, I couldn't even get my own monogamous relationship in this time frame. So the idea and just thinking about what it was to be in an open relationship just blew my fucking mind. And I remember going like back and forth with him, asking him questions, and he really just would answer them very candidly. And I sat back and wondered what it must be like to be with a guy, have a partner, and know that you can just go fuck whoever the fuck you want. And what what was it like? What were the ins and outs? What were the rules? How did it work? Did he talk about it to you? Did you talk about it to him? I was so fucking curious. I just needed to know more. But I'll never forget because, honestly, he almost always just came over to my place at this time. And one day I hit up this other random guy on Grinder, went over to his house to fuck. And as I put all of my clothes on after we had mind-blowing sex and began to walk towards the door. I looked down on his end table right by the front entrance and noticed a picture in a frame that just so happened to be this guy that I just fucked standing in a very cozy and comfy position with none other than Mr. Goodfuck. It turns out that I had actually just fucked Mr. Goodfuck's boyfriend unbeknownst to me. And I remember walking out of that house that day, like thinking to myself, what are the fucking odds out of all the guys that I would hook up in Sacramento? How would I somehow stumble upon the two guys that were the only two guys that up to this moment I had met that were in an open relationship? And when I got in my car, I remember seeing a text on my phone from Mr. Goodfuck asking me, if I was home and if he could come over. And well, you know, the rest is just fucking history. So sit back, relax, put on that condom or pop your prep pill and let's find out what it means to open your back door to boys in open relationships. Number five on the top 10 most listened to exposés of all time is a DM full of dick pics. I don't really feel like I even have to explain why this is in the top 10 because literally all we talked about was dick pics. (laughs) I give my foolproof method on how to you, like properly evaluate a dick pic. The hand to dick size ratio is covered. I mean, we really just cover all things dick pic and all the things that maybe you didn't think of that now you should when you see a dick pic and all the things that people just need to fucking change about their dick pics. <laughs> Recorded on April 26th of 2023 and is currently sitting at 2,090. Total plays, streams, and listens And let's just get right in to the intro of a DM full of dick pics. The fifth most listened to expose of all time. It's a tale as old as time. Picture this. Boy discovers Grindr. Boy downloads Grindr. Boy explores his Grindr grid. Boy observes profile behavior on Grindr. Boy begins to chat and message guys on Grindr. Boy wants to hook up 
with a guy so bad on Grinder. Boy ends up hooking up for the very first time with a guy on Grinder. Boy loved so much what he got out of that sexual encounter on Grinder. Boy seeks out more sex on Grinder. Boy begins to check his Grinder first thing in the morning when he wakes. Boy begins to feel and feel a pull and a draw to look at his grinder more than anything else throughout his day. Boy hooks up more and more and more on grinder. Boy begins to get obsessed with grinder. Boy begins to be late for work and cancel social gatherings for grinder. Boy begins to realize that he is getting obsessed with grinder. Boy is becoming very unhealthy in regards to his grinder behavior. Boy is hooking up so much so often that he's really starting to think maybe I should like calm down just a little bit, but I'm really enjoying all of this fun on grinder. Boy begins to realize that hooking up is just becoming so empty. Boy wants a relationship so bad and continues to look for one, but he cannot find one on Grinder. So boy decides to download Tender and he matches with a guy on Tender and boy goes on a first date with a guy that he met on Tender. Boy hits it off with this guy from Tender. Boy begins to text this guy all day, every day. And he really just thinks it was such a good idea to download this tender. Boy begins to really like this guy from Tinder. Boy begins to talk back and forth and really get to know this guy that he met on Tinder. And then suddenly Boy asks the dreaded question that he's been thinking about for the last month. What are we doing? And what do you want from this interaction? What are you looking for? And the next thing Boy knows is the immediate response is nothing more than a dick pic like he would have actually seen on Grinder. So what the actual fuck? Why did this guy not just hook up with him right from the get-go? And why do we go down this path of just not understanding what's going on in dating and hooking up in today's gay society? So sit back, relax, put on that condom or pop your prep pill and let's explore the entire notion of what it means when I say that I have a DM full of dick pics. Number four on the top 10 most listened to exposés of all time is Don't Judge a Cock by its foreskin. <laughs> okay, listen, dick is the topic of conversation for this specific expose. And again, I don't feel like I have to explain why this is a top performing expose. The fourth most listened to, actually, truth be told, this one was at number one for a very long period of time and just recently got knocked down to number four. And you'll find out why in just a few moments. But it was recording recorded on October 6th of 2022. So it's kind of an older one as well. And it is currently sitting at 2,112 total plays, listens, and streams. So let's just get right on into the intro of Don't Judge a Cock by It's Foreskin, the fourth most listened to expose 
of all time. Curved upward, curved downward, straight, C-shape to the left, C-shape to the right, large base with a narrow head, narrow base with a large head, smaller than average length with smaller than average girth, smaller than average length with larger than average girth, larger than average length with smaller than average girth, larger than average length with larger than average girth. We've got pink, white, off-white, different variations of brown, black, cut, uncut, uh, like baby fucking forearm, the teeny-weeny pinky dick. Let's just face it. There are so many different fucking types of dick out there. So out of all of these, which one is the right one for you? And have you seen all of these different variations and all of these different like mix and match patterns, shapes and sizes? (laughs) Well, I'm here to tell you I've seen pretty much just about all of them. And truth be told, I remember it well. It was back in 2011 when I drove just a little too far to this guy's place to get some dick in a dick pic that he had presented to me that I felt was just a little juicy looking and really just kind of enticing. But when I went to his house and walked through his door and he dropped his pants, little did I know that I was about to, for the very first time, poppers free, mind you, take an almost 13 inch dick. And I was just jaw dropped to the floor. I couldn't believe how big it fucking was, especially considering this guy was about 5'7". It really was just not the right proportion for his body type. And it's so totally unexpected. But I took that 12 and a half inch dick that day. And let's just say I had to call in sick for the next several days because I couldn't even fucking walk for several days following. And then fast forward a few weeks later to going out on a date with one of the most sexiest looking guys out there. We went to dinner. We went back to my place and he just implied that he was strictly only a top. And when we got naked and he dropped his pants, my jaw also dropped to the floor, not because it was huge like before, but because it was the teeniest, tiniest pinky dick. And I'm going to be honest, I was just being nice by letting him try to top me. And I do mean try because I don't really know what was going on back there, but I really don't even think he was big enough to make it in to my hole. So sit back, relax, put on that condom or pop your prep pill and let's explore the idea of that statement. Don't judge a cock by its foreskin. Number three on the top 10 most listened to exposés of all time is one that's actually newly enjoying its position at number three and has spent most of its top 10 reign kind of towards the bottom of the list. And it's just recently sort of popped its way up to number three, which, I mean, obviously, because of the subject matter, I feel is this 
100% why it's doing just that. But it is none other than the bootyful truth about dirty butt sex. And basically, the topic of conversation, obviously, is dirty butt sex. And the clear reason why it's sitting at number three. Recorded and debuted on February 9th of 2023 and is currently sitting at 2,125 total plays, listens, and streams. So let's hop in to the intro of that bootyful truth about dirty butt sex. And I have to say, this specific expose, I was so vulnerable and candid about many of my dirty butt sex oopsie-daisy moments from my past And there's nothing more that I like to talk about on this show than just not giving a fuck about what anybody thinks. Dirty butt sex happens to everyone in the gay world. You can lie about it all you want. You can pretend it's not there, but it happens to all of us. So let's find out why the bootyful truth about dirty butt sex is the third most listened to expose of all time. The year was 2009, and I had officially come out of the closet to every single person in my life. And I was really trying to figure out what it meant to live my best gay life. I was really just sort of trying to figure out, like, all of this, you know, gay dating, gay sex, gay life bullshit. I just, I didn't really know where to begin. And I was in my late 20s. It was like I was starting completely from the beginning and it just so happens, you guys, ironically, the grinder just so happened to launch in that very same year of 2009. And gay hooking up on an app suddenly became a thing. And I remember it well, you guys. It literally was like the third time I had hooked up with a guy on Grinder. And as I walked through his house and looked around, Not only was I pleasantly surprised that he was far better looking than any of his pictures had described on Grindr, but also his house was equally as immaculate and perfect and clean and the decorating was just pristine and everything looked expensive and just extravagant. And I was just in awe of this beautiful home that lied in Sacramento. And as we walked upstairs and I walked into his room and we began to make out and clothes started coming off, I kept kind of side-eyeing his bed. His bed, you guys, that was perfectly like made, all the like fold underneath the mattress situations were exactly where they were supposed to be. And I just saw this beautiful white crisp duvet cover lying in perfect form across his bed. And I thought to myself in my head, are we really about to have sex on that perfectly made crisp white duvet cover? There's no fucking way. And sure enough, the next thing I knew, I was on all fours and he was fucking me from behind and I was living my best gay life because up to this moment, I hadn't had sex like that. Like the way that he was pounding me in that moment, just violent, aggressive, stern, just perfect sex. I began to scream. It was everything I wanted and more. And just when I thought I couldn't get enough, suddenly he stopped and kneeled down by my head and whispered the words in my ear. 
The words that I will never forget as long as I fucking live. He said, I think it's time to get into the shower. You're a little dirty. And I turned around and to my complete and total horror, I saw the biggest amount of brown water that like was in the form of a stream coming from my ass spread all over that crisp white duvet cover. So sit back, relax, put on that condom or pop your prep pill and let's explore the entire notion of what it means to live a gay in that beautiful truth of dirty butt sex. most listened to expose of all time is one that's actually very new to position number two, but it's none other than the pink dick challenge, which again, this is a clear, obvious reason why we're sitting at number two. (laughs) Basically, long story short, my friend Koi and a few of his friends one day challenged me to sleep with 10 specific pink dicks in a month and report back with the results because like, I don't really like white guys. I'm not really sexually attracted to white guys. I like everything else, but white guys. So therefore, because that was my stance, he challenged me to sleep with 10 pink dicks in a month. So go back through and listen to the pink dick challenge and find out exactly what happened with each and every 10 pink dicks that I had sex with in that month and see what I reported back as the results. Recorded it on March 23rd of 2023 and is currently sitting at 2,255 total listens, plays, and streams. So let's hop into the intro for the Pink Dick Challenge, the second most listened to expose of all time. Now, As I sat there in that moment, at high tops during happy hour with Kahoy and a couple of his Asian friends, and they asked me the question, I realized at that moment that that was the first time that I had ever like thought about what to say in response to that question to myself. I mean, listen, you guys, I've always just been into what I'm into in regards to what physically I am attracted to in men. And generally speaking, I typically veer towards the men. Okay, let's just put it this way. I really just like my meat well done. So in other words, I usually go for guys that are really just any other race aside from my own. And it was in that moment as they asked me that very question. What type of guy are you into? And as I processed the question in my head, I realized that I liked every other thing except for the white guy. But I don't really know why I'm not into white guys. I just feel like I've always just not been into white guys. And I didn't even realize it until just now. And as I answered the question, and then everybody else successfully took their turn answering their question, I realized that all of these Asian boys were just describing the exact same guy. You know, the stereotypical hot jock top, 
um, Abercrombie and Fitch model-esque, hot-abbed, perfect Prince Charming was the type of guy that every single one of these guys were into, except for me. So I sat there and I thought, what the fuck? Why am I not in to white guys? I just don't know the answer to that question. And so in that moment, Kahoy being his bubbly and charming personality that he is, he challenged me to try it. Give the white boys a go. And so in that moment, I was given what we have officially later dubbed the pink dick challenge where I was to sleep with 10 guys within a month that were all white and report back at that very same bar with that very same group of guys with my results and my findings and whether I liked it or not or what happened, all of it, I would just sit there and spill that pink dick challenge tea. So sit back, relax, put on that condom or pop your prep pill. And let's explore the entire notion of what it means to accept that pink dick challenge. And the number one most listened to expose in my gay expose podcast history. And truth be told, I don't understand why this episode is just literally blowing everything else out of the water. Like this episode was recorded on March 9th of 2023 and is currently sitting at 2,607 total listens, plays, and streams, which is like far surpassed every other expose of all time. The Pink Dick Challenge was at 2,255. That's so many more listens beyond. Like everything else was like pretty close together on this list. And and truth be told, they've all been kind of like fluctuating up and down. Sometimes a couple of them switch each other out and then maybe sometimes go back and, you know, blah, 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 etc. But this one has just completely dominated from the moment it dropped. It just blew my mind with the numbers. And I just still can't believe, honestly, that this episode of all the episodes is the top performing expose of all time. So can I get a drum roll, please? <laughs> the number one most listened to expose in my gay expose podcast history is that hot jock top energy. Again, I don't get it. But we do talk about sexual positions in the expose. I feel like maybe that's specifically why it got really popular. Um, we talk about, you know, tops, bottom sides, rolls. And Did you try again? my Siri is talking to me at the same time on my watch. <laughs> but that being said, I just don't get it. Like out of all of the exposés that I just said on this list, how is that hot job top energy? Like the number one top performing expose. That's clearly far surpassing all the others in numbers. I just, I don't understand. But at the same time, Maybe you just like hot jock tops. Is is that it? Is that why? But at any rate, go ahead. Here's the trailer. Listen in and see for yourself if you can just pick up from this and this alone. Why that hot jock top is currently number one on all of these top 10 exposés, making my gay expose podcast history. 
It's a tale as old as time. Picture this. You're out at the gay bars, most likely with Kahoy, having a very messy night of drinking. And as you continue to put back drink after drink after drink after drink, you suddenly realize that your next goal for the evening is to find that next hot jock top that walks through that door so that you can go home with them and have hot, passionate sex because you're getting so fucking drunk, horny. And because you're with Kahoy, the typical scenario is that it is just you and him at first, but as time continues to maneuver through the evening, you suddenly find yourself surrounded by like 15 other guys and he starts to introduce you to them one by one by one like it is every single time you go out with Kahoy for a messy night of drinking at the gay bars and you hone in on what you think is that hot jock top. I mean, listen, you guys, we all know what that hot jock top is, right? He's that stereotypical guy who has a beard, has a backwards ball cap, probably a wife beater, wearing super short shorts. You can tell he goes to the gym a lot. He has tattoos all over his arms and neck and back and all of it. And he just looks so delicious and juicy and everything you wanted and more for the evening and the alcohol isn't helping you guys it is making you want to go in for the kill but just as you set your sights on that hot jock top you look over and you see the most feminine little gay boy of all time flirting and trying to get to know him and interacting with him and you suddenly realize that if you don't insert yourself into that scenario that you might just let that hot jock top slip away from you in the cracks and he will go home with this feminine gay boy. So you insert yourself and you suddenly realize that the gay boy's no fool. He knows that you're going in for the kill as well, just like he is. And it suddenly becomes a competition of who can take home that hot jock top and have hot, passionate sex. But then guess what, you guys? The scenario ends with the feminine gay boy and that hot jock top going home together and you suddenly feel an overwhelming sense of defeat and you just don't know why he liked the other guy better than you. But then as you continue to like have conversation with Gahoy in your drunken stupor, you realize that that hot jock top that you were going in on so hardcore didn't go home with you because he is actually a full-blown bottom. And the little feminine gay boy just so happens to be the top. And they went home together because somehow they knew that about one another. So what the actual fuck? There was no indication that that was the case at all whatsoever. So sit back, relax, put on that condom or pop your prep pill. And let's explore the entire notion of what it means to experience that hot jock top energy. learn today boys and girls ladies and gentlemen gays and straights hot jock tops or bossy power bottoms gender fluid and non-binary bisexuals and lesbians transgender and questioning well 
I'd like to think we learned a whole hell of a lot. Uh, listen, at any rate, if you didn't learn anything, now at least you know what the top 10 most dominating, performing, uh, like, sought-after exposés in the My Gay Exposé podcast archives are. And, you know, most of them are for obvious reasons, because we're talking about random aspects of sex that all of you dirty bastards out there, I know, just love to pieces. But also, we've got some of the most random episodes, like the positive and HIV. And that just warms my heart so much that that is one of the top performing exposés, because it, it shows me that you like a well-rounded show, that you like to talk about dicks and ass one week, but then you like to talk about the serious stuff that affects our community on the other and if I'm to be honest, my favorite episode of all time isn't even fucking in this list. And I would actually just really like to hear from all of you hot jock tops and bossy power bottoms out there. What do you think my favorite expose of all time in the My Gay Expose podcast archives are? Like, which one do you think it is? What do you think is my favorite and tell me all the reasons why by giving me a call at the official My Gay Expose podcast hotline at 415-501-0401. That's 415-501-0401. Call in, leave a message, tell me what you think my favorite is, and maybe tell me what your favorite is too. <laughs> oh, God. And with that, don't forget... For <laughs> oh, my fucking God. And with that, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Click five stars, follow on Spotify, and don't forget to turn on those notifications so that you can catch wind of each and every episode of My Gay Expose podcast right when it drops. Follow on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Exposing My Gay. And don't forget to check out the official show website, mygayexposepodcast.com. And there you'll find any information you need to know about the show, including the official show question for the Your Gay Expose segment each and every week. And don't forget to check out the official show merch line, Bossy Power Bottom Wear, at RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I, Washburn.com, MyGayExposePodcast.com, and BossyPowerBottom.com. And don't forget to actually join us next week for another messy, salacious, and relatable episode with me exposing my gay. I'm Ronnie Washburn, and I will actually give you my top 10 reasons that I do this show with you next time. Expose has been brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Want to know more? Go to bossypowerbottom.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with Bossy Power Bottom Productions. <laughs>